Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Helen Ellis is the author of Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge, Intimate Confessions from a Happy Marriage. Helen is the best-selling author of American Housewife and Southern Lady Code, which she came on this podcast to talk about. Last time, this time it's Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge. She has been published in Modern Love and Garden and Gun and is a poker player and a plant lady. Raised in Alabama, she lives with her husband in New York City. Welcome, Helen. Thanks so much for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge, Intimate Confessions from a Happy Marriage. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> You have been in this Coral Lounge. I have. I have yes. been at the Coral Lounge and yeah. I had a great time. Yes. <laughs> it's quite an impression. <laughs> I'm so glad I went that night. I mean, yes, you know, it's legendary. I, you're legendary in the Coral Lounge. 
Anyway, it was a lot of fun and I'm so glad it would benefited one story, right? One story. Yes. Yes. We had a, I mean, pre-pandemic, this Coral Lounge was a hopping place. And uh, can I tell, you know, what had happened? So what had happened was we had (laughs) a game night for One Story Magazine, the best lit mag out there. And in addition to things like charades and memory game and family feud, we had a dare bag. And for a hundred points, you drew a dare out of the dare bag and you did it. And what it was, was you, I assume you stepped into the bathroom (laughs) with a stranger (laughs) from another team and completely changed clothes with this person who I believe was my friend, Jean. And you know, wore the other woman's clothes all night long. Do you think we could still get away with that at parties? I don't know. It was, I think you cinched the win for your team. I was so determined to win the game night <laughs> that I would do anything. And actually, when your friend put on the dress I was wearing, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to wear that dress again. It looks terrible. <laughs> I'm like, it's such an unflattering dress. What was I even thinking? I know exactly which dress it is. I can't bring myself to give it away. I still have it because I I like the color. (laughs) Yeah, that was a a memorable night. So, uh, so when I was reading in the book about, about like the, the Coral Lounge sort of abandoned post COVID or during COVID and what you two were up to in the house and even how the plants have sort of taken over and what it's become, um, I, I still feel like there's all that joy from before, right? It's just like, it doesn't leave all that festivity. That's right. It is a festive room. And these days with the pandemic, it was me, my husband, and Joan Collins and a bunch of monster plants. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> well, both those sections were hilarious. The part about what you learned, I wonder, I think I dog-eared this section, what you learned from Joan Collins and Alexis and all that. And also, oh my gosh, wait, we have to talk about the snoring. And then also, yeah, this is, hold on. Can I just read this little part? I love it when someone quotes me to me. Okay, I'll quote you to you. You said you were thinking how you want to be exactly like her. And then you said, well, maybe not a thrice divorcee with a caviar addiction, <laughs> but I want to live like a 1980s TV villainess. And then you said, if someone doesn't return my call, I want to climb into the back of a Rolls Royce and flip through a Vogue as I'm chauffeured to their home or place of work. No, it doesn't matter if they're in bed or in a meeting. I will tuck my patent leather clutch under my armpit, barge in, and demand an answer. If I don't like what I hear, I will slap that person across the face. Yes, slap her. I will slap a lady in a hospital. Yes, I will slap a lady in in front of a shih tzu. I will slap a lady (laughs) in a hospital corridor. Yes. I will wrestle a lady. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're so funny. I was never allowed to watch Dynasty in the 80s when I was a you know kid. So that is how I spent my pandemic watching all nine seasons. And those seasons are 28 to 30 episodes long. Wow. And uh it it lasted me a good long time during the pandemic. And I just fell in love with 1980s Joan Collins. <laughs> It's so true. My mom would watch Dallas and Dynasty while I was watching Little House on the Prairie. Oh, I love Little House on the Prairie. To run down in the show in the house. (laughs) I'm still recovering from uh, Mary going blind. I know. I know. It me so deeply. (laughs) I'm always really worried about having glasses in the sun after that you know, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have my glasses and it's really sunny. And I, I literally burn this entire complex down. Like, I think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Also in this chapter, you said, I want to wear makeup so heavy it exceeds JetBlue's carry-on limits. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I want a sex drive that rivals a Chevrolet dealership. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I so funny. That. The whole thing, I laughed like at least 20 times, like a big laugh out loud by myself, oh, you know, as opposed to the many chuckles and the many, oh, it's funny <laughs> times. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, I know you are very happily married. So that makes me very happy to hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, it's happy marriage. That, that's why I'm interested in I feel like the subtitle of this book is so good because what does it mean to even have a happy marriage? And especially if you are not happy all the time, can you have a happy marriage and not be happy in like other areas of your life? And is it okay to still fight? And is it still a happy marriage? Like, what does that even mean? I feel like it, everyone aspires to that, but like, what, what are the limits of a happy marriage? How happy do you have to be to have a happy marriage? Happiness, romance, those things are small things. They're constant, quiet things. I think, you know, in today's, you know, worldwide web, people think they have to be so public about their marriages and, and things have to be grand gestures and we all have to be up in hot air balloons. <laughs> and that is not the case. You know, I, we've been married for 22 years, you know, a very, very long time. And when you're married a very long time, you appreciate the good times. And even when you're in bad, bad times, you think we've been through this before and I'm really happy to be with this partner. Um, so that's a, that's another thing. Marriage is long and romance is small. Does that make sense? It's <laughs> yes. part of it. <laughs> oh. Although it sounds like romance was fairly large, given your whole section on Viagra. <laughs> take take note. I can all drop off a sample. Would you like me to run around the corner? Take me later. <laughs> Just put it in his, in his, in his milkshake. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I'll tell you, years, that's the very first piece I wrote for the collection. And you interviewed me and had me to your house for Southern Lady Code a few years back. And in that book, I wrote a piece called Free to Be, You and Me, and Child Free. And it was a piece that I wrote to my younger self to let me know it was okay and I would be happy without having children, which is, you know, kind of a, a it's a choice. It's a big choice. And so I wrote this piece called The Bright Side about Viagra because I wanted everybody <laughs> and my younger self to know about it. Don't wait. It's recreational. Go get it. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like no we're never going back <laughs> that was what if we try it and then we don't want to do it without it well we don't <laughs> i'm ever going to come to adultery and it's with my own husband <laughs> <laughs> and he's cool i mean obviously you've talked about it but he's okay with you sharing all this well, stuff he comes across very well it's a very flattering story and I think when it was, like I said, it was the first piece I wrote and I said, I'm going to write about it. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, because he wished he had known about it a little bit earlier. Um, and uh, Doubleday wrote me a nice check. <laughs> Everybody has their price and he had his price. <laughs> <laughs> I think Viagra oh should be um, sponsoring this book tour. <laughs> <laughs> you, It really should. You should go after them. You should at least get some affiliate revenue. Right? 
Yeah. A discount code. Right? You should call I it. Think so. yeah. I know. Kiss, kiss me a discount code. <laughs> <laughs> but you also talk about your husband's snoring and how everybody you know deals with their husband's is snoring so Kyle differently. Snoring? Does Kyle snore? I don't know if he would want me to talk about it. That means yes. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that means yes. They all I'll just are. say this in general. I'll just okay, I'll just say this in general. I have yes. yes. They all snore. <laughs> They all snore. And my husband is the one who actually titled that chapter because I, you know, I, th- I can't remember what I, I think I called it sleeping with other people or something like that. And he said, no, you should call it my husband snores and yours will too, because that's what we all are talking about. All of our husbands snore and we all deal with it in creative ways. <laughs> <laughs> you said how you like flail your legs up and then like whack them against the bed yeah. so that it all shakes and then pretend you don't do anything. It's the closest I come to being a mermaid. <laughs> My legs are glued together and I just go whoop. And then I pretend he wakes up. What? Oh, you had a terrible dream. You're dreaming. What must be? There's a great scene. And um, speaking of slapping, I think it's called, it's the Doris Day Rock Hudson movie. And I want to say it's Pillow Talk, but I'm not sure. So Doris Day, Rock Hudson, Rock Hudson is snoring like a chainsaw. And she walks into his bedroom in a beautiful, beautiful green negligee. And she pulls her hand back and she slaps him across the face and he wakes up and she says, oh, my darling, you were having a nightmare, you poor thing. And I, I have threatened to wake him up that way, but, you know, I just learned my technique. I mean, I think that's part of the genius of this whole collection is that you take all these things, well, maybe not everyday things like finding crazy buried <laughs> objects in basements of abandoned New York City buildings or whatever, but mostly everyday things, taking care of a cat and making it into like, or two cats, making it into the funniest thing ever. Like it doesn't have to, but it is funny how like specific we all are with like the needs of our animals or our plants or like just all the things that we keep in our heads. When you put them out on paper and especially in your funny voice, like it's just hilarious. Everyday life becomes like such material for comedy. It's true. I mean, now when we have a cat sitter, I just give them that essay. (laughs) <laughs> because it's so, it's true. It's all true. And that's the thing about the book. It's a very normal marriage. You know, it's a very normal, happy marriage. I mean, I'm sure you, you know, there's nothing in there, maybe outside of what we found in a box in a basement that you don't recognize. It's just, it's, you know, that romance is small, but humor is small. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy. And you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. <laughs> anyway, talk to me about the gardening because I'm interested in this too oh. because Kyle loves plants. So when we first got together, he came with all these plants. So he I inherited- moved in with the plants? Oh yeah. He moved in with the plants. And one, in fact, we put on, he had like rented this apartment when he first came to the city and I was moving stuff around trying to organize for him. <laughs> not, that he appreciated, not that he wanted that necessarily, but that's what I do. So anyway, I put I'm looking it at on, the color-coded bookcase in the back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little neurotic. I won't oh, lie. I've got my issues. Decor. That's that's an eye for <laughs> But anyway, I had the plant where these like automatic, you pressed a button and the shade would go down yeah. and the shade like went right into the plant and I, he like dove across the room to rescue his plant. And I was like, what is going on? What is the big deal? I don't even understand. I bet it was a fiddly and, and it, it, I don't even know what to call it. You, I know you and he should have a talk. You should come around here and check out our plants. But anyway, it like landed in such a way, it almost like amputated part of this plant that he had had for many, many years. And it, it now has grown differently. It survived, but it grew differently, which I feel like this is, is a beautiful commentary on, <laughs> on your marriage. <laughs> together. I agree. Yes. You're a little bit, you know, hobbling around, but I agree. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I have murdered a lot of plants. I never had plants. And I'm from the South. So like we're supposed to be garden ladies, you know. And my mother had plants. Her grandmother had plants. It goes way, way back. This is in my nature, like Alabama football. This should be, you know, innate to me. And I got plants during the pandemic. And I got them shipped to me because you couldn't go out. So I was trying to support small businesses. They came from Florida, all wrapped up in like cotton candy gauze. They came from Washington State. They came from Brooklyn (laughs) and arrived at the door and mummified. And most of them survived, but some of them did not survive. (laughs) But I do have quite a few still in the house, but I I became a pandemic plant lady. You know, I have a friend who really became a pandemic plant lady up in Vermont and started growing pot in her garage. So, you know, there were a lot of us. Oh my gosh. Wait, so... How did so you wrote that first essay and then just when the spirit moved you, you kept writing essays and then put them together? Yeah, the spirit moved me. That's that's like the logo for Viagra. (laughs) I tell you, so that was the first one, and this is my third collection of essays. So, God bless Doubleday. 
I can come to them and say, I want to write a book about marriage. And they say, okay. I mean, it's just a miracle. And I list the things that I plan to write about. And some things you, I always knew I wanted to write about and some things I didn't like the, the Viagra piece is the one that really started the whole thing. Cause I start every essay with the idea of, I have got to tell you about what just happened. And usually it's, and it's always a positive thing. Like I've got to tell you about a friend who had a baby at 50 on her own. I've got to tell you about a friend who, you know, got out of a bad marriage. I've got to tell you about a friend who got back alley abortion. You know, I've got to tell about abortion, Botox, (laughs) back alley Botox, you know? And so I had to tell you about Viagra. And then some pieces, you know, I always wanted to write about and you know, finally have the outlet to do it. Like there's a piece called um, Permanent Vacation Plans. And it's about how, you know, we're married a long time. So you have to have those discussions about planning for death, you know, and planning for, you know, the sickness part of the vow. What are you going to do? And then some things are really spur of the moment. One of the last pieces I wrote was because a friend sent me the obituary of the boy who's now a 53-year-old man who was my first kiss and he died. And it got me thinking about the fact that Lex, my husband, Lex, is my last first kiss 28 years ago. It's my last first kiss, we hope. So sometimes they just come very easily. And after this long, you know, I have a lot of material. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you already have like a new crop of essays? Like what is your next collection about? I think, and you hear, you're hearing it here first. Woohoo! I want to be, I've been nice for a long time, Zippy. <laughs> I've been, you know, my mantra for writing nonfiction is be honest, be funny, be kind. And I want to be naughty and I want to write a naughty novel. So, a naughty novel. A naughty Ooh. novel. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I've got some ideas. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yay. Inspired by Dynasty, perhaps? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Wow. It's shoulder pads. Shoulder pads and lip gloss. That's a good time. I want the 80s to come back. I'm ready for my perm. My yeah. bang for the perm. I'm ready. I loved the shoulder pad look. Shoulder pads, oversized sweater. A lot of it is coming back. The oversized is now back, apparently. Yes. So. yes. God bless. Yes. I want the I want the you know the waistline up to my nipples, and I want <laughs> I want shoulder pads out to my you know as wide as a flying saucer. I'm ready. I'm hair <laughs> big, big, big. I want you know Suzanne Sugarbaker, permed, curled, designing women hair. Yeah. <laughs> You could do it. I bet you could pull that off. I bet I could. Yeah. <laughs> I had it all. <laughs> How, when you're writing an essay, is it something like you sit down and, and just like, do, 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 it's all done? Or is it something like that? Like, do, do, do. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> I think, you know, I had this thought that, you know, I have, before I started writing essays, which were very much a surprise to me, I never knew I was going to write nonfiction. I wrote short stories. And I think when I write a short story, it starts with a question like, you know, what if a writer went on a reality TV show? Or what if a book club had a more sinister motive? And when I write essays, I ask myself, why do I keep telling this story over and over again? So like with the what's in the box story, you mentioned 
you know, my husband and a friend found this box in the bottom, you know, in, a, in an abandoned basement and had us all guess what was in it. And I kept telling the story over and over. And I thought, why am I telling it over and over? Same with, you know, there's a piece called the best part of a wedding is the worst part of the wedding. And it's like, why do we keep telling stories about what went wrong at a wedding? And then I start writing it and I figure out why. I love <laughs> What it. was the worst thing that happened at your wedding? oh the worst thing that happened at my wedding to kyle the night before all the furniture that like we rented some furniture we had it at our house or we had it at a rental house and rented like the you know like the tables and chairs for the actual thing and it was all terrible and Mm -hmm. i was like i can't the tables were supposed to be we wanted it to look like farmhouse tables you know like and they were disgusting. It was like someone had been had been in like someone's back attic and they were all like, <laughs> I was like, I can't have, these are supposed to be nice farm tables. They're not like, rustic. Yeah, this is beyond rustic. This is like <laughs> literally from the trash heap. And it was like pouring rain and then all the furniture we rented for like the lounge area or whatever thing was like oversized and gaudy. And I was like, None of th- nothing looks the way it did online. <laughs> so we had to like, fix the whole thing before the next afternoon. And I did it. God bless her. I had this amazing wedding planner and she fixed it all and we put tablecloths and nobody knew the difference. And that's you know, right. <laughs> so I guess it's not that bad. Also when I did the horror, you know, the dance Yes. My daughter at the time was I don't even know how old she was, maybe three. Anyway, she was so scared. She was looking at me like screaming and sobbing as I was in the air bouncing around and I was trying to be like put me down and everyone's like yeah go (laughs) anyway what about you um the worst that happened at our wedding was that the place we were supposed to have our you know reception dinner burnt to the ground the night oh yes yes you wrote that you know again I think those stories how you deal with you know a situation like that is is how you're going to deal with things in your marriage. So I was a secretary at the time and I just made a phone call to Rue 57, 57 right. and six. And they opened up the downstairs bordello like basement for my 49 guests. <laughs> and we had a wonderful, you know, wonderful time. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's what you remember about every wedding is the worst part. That's the first thing you tell because it's the most fun thing to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you were funny writing about that too, being like, well, I mean, mostly it's good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen the, we've all seen the good stuff. We've all seen the, you know, walking down the aisle and the I do's and the exchange of the rings and, you know, cutting of the cake. We've all seen that, but we haven't seen, you know, my husband rip his pants from, Oh, that was so funny. Nuts. You know, bright moments before he watched my mother down the aisle for my sister's wedding, you know, and we haven't seen my mother fall in a cracker oh. parking lot two days before my sister's wedding and knock out her front teeth. You know, these things happen, but you deal with them and, you know, you move on and you remember the, it's just didn't your mom. Story. Didn't your mom say something like that your husband, your father had to piece of pie. <laughs> no, no, that your husband did that to make her feel better. He, he did. He did. He did. I know. He, he did. And he just said, yes, I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. What advice do you have for aspiring authors, particularly authors who maybe they think they're funny? I don't know. Maybe because you write humor so well. So 
for people who like to write humor also, like how do you pull that off in a good way and not like overdo it? Like you're such a master at this form. And by the way, this has to win the Thurber Prize. You have to like submit it immediately. Oh, God bless you. No, it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think, you know, when you write, you write alone. And I said before, you know, I I write about stories that I keep telling. So I'll tell a story over and over again. You'll hear when people laugh and put that in the book. Like I kept telling about all the plants coming to the house and I kept saying, oh, you know, Lex asked me, how many plants do we have in the house? And I said, how many do you think we have? And he said, seven. And I said, that sounds about right. We had 28 plants in the house. And so anytime you tell something and it gets a laugh, put that in the in the piece. And really, my thought is just write like you talk, you know, just write like you talk. That's, there you go. That's my advice. That's very good. If people laugh at what you say, and that's the thing, you'll, sometimes you'll tell a joke or you'll tell a part of a story and you'll see people's eyes, you know, glaze over and you know to take that out. So just keep, you know, peppering it with proven punchlines. Proven punchlines. Excellent. (laughs) And when you read, do you opt for funny? Do you go to short stories? Like, do you like a mix? I know you were in book group with Anna Politano and all that. So what do you, what do you like to read? I'll tell you, I'll, read it all. I'll tell you what I'm reading right now is, you know, I'm a, I'm a classic trashy book clubber. So we read a lot of, you know, books from the seventies and eighties and I am rereading for the fourth time Princess Daisy. By... Oh my God. That's one of my favorites. Stop. Oh yeah. One of my all-time favorites. <laughs> we can all talk about sex scenes that we remember because that's all I remembered was all the sex scenes because that is how we learned back in the 80s. And uh, yeah, it holds up. It really holds up. It's delicious. And uh, like I said, I read, I read it in high school. I read it, you know, in my 20s. I read it in my 40s and now I'm reading it in my 50s. You know, Judith Krantz, heaven, heaven, delicious. So that's what I'm reading. It's a good summer, you know, I used to call them boink busters. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's something you're a woman telling you a, a, a sex story, a good story. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. My mom had all those scruples and like all the books by Judith Krantz. And I just like weaved my way through them after reading my books. And I was like, I'll just take this one and I'll just take this one. But I haven't read it actually since high school. So I should really... Oh, it's delicious. Maybe even before high school. I don't know. I have to go back and read it again. I'll drop off my copy. Like, because it's not in ebook form. It's not in audiobook. I'll drop it off at your door. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Amazing. Well, Helen, thank you so much. Thank you for this totally enjoyable read. Kiss me in the Coral Lounge and for all the fun times in the Coral Lounge. And hopefully we can see each other, even though we live like so close by and never see each other, but (laughs) such as New York. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Zibby. And thank you for your continued support. I appreciate it so much. Of course. No problem. All right. Have a great day, Helen. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.